This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I couldn't be more excited to announce that the official Noose and Seeing Other People merch collab is finally here. I put so much care and thought into the designs for this line. I really wanted each product to represent seeing other people and this community. And when I think of seeing other people and all of the listeners and the family here, I think of how empathetic we all are and how communicative we are and how we all want to provide each other with comfort. And so I really incorporated those values into all of the products. And there are shirts that say emotional support human. There's a sweatshirt that says double text. There is a long sleeve that says emotionally available and so much more. Check it out at www.wearenoose.com. That's N-U-S. And of course, links are in bio on all social platforms. I'm so excited. Check it out and let me know what you guys get. I'm, I can't wait to see it on you. Hey guys, it's Alana. Before we get into today's episode, I am so excited to talk about the latest updates for seeing other people. First of all, we have weekly bonus episodes out every Friday. And on these episodes, I am actually opening up more than I ever have about my personal dating life and my experiences and what I've been through and what I've learned. I also answer your questions and occasionally with the help of friends, family members, or even my boyfriend, Jake. 
And to get these episodes, it's $5 per month to subscribe. I know I hate asking you guys to pay for things, but it really does go a long way and it helps me continue to make the show happen. So if you want to have weekly bonus episodes and access to these, the link is in the show description. You can listen if you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are. Um, just head to the link that is in the show description through Anchor. Next, as you guys know, my favorite part about seeing other people has always been the conversations that I have with each of you, the listeners, about what's going on in your dating lives and how I can help you get through it. So I launched two one-on-one bookable sessions that you can book starting right now. If you head to the link in my bio on Instagram, it will take you to the menu through Linktree where you can actually select either of the options or you can go to my Calendly. That link is Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com slash Alana Dunn. And so there is Emotional Support Human, which is a 30-minute call anytime you need a friend or someone to get dating advice from, help make a decision with, or a quick vent sesh. I know you guys love to fill up my DMs asking for help, sending me voice notes, and I really do want to take the time to hear what you're going through and, and really give you my best advice and input. And sometimes we just really need someone to talk to. And I know sometimes it's hard to talk to the people in our lives about what is going on in our lives, which sounds bizarre, but you guys get what I mean. And so I'm here for you and I really look forward to these. They're so amazing and I love getting to know you all better. The second one is a dating app profile revamp. Obviously, as you know, dating app profiles are really hard to make. It's like dating apps expect us to be content creators that specialize in showcasing our best selves, but most of us aren't that. Luckily, I am and I know exactly what works and what doesn't work on dating apps from all of my work experience. So we will meet for 30 minutes and I will come all prepared with advice and actionable things that you can do to transform your dating app profile and help you get closer to finding what you're looking for. So again, all sessions are bookable through the link in my bio on Instagram and the Seeing Other People bio, or you can go to calendly.com slash Thank you so much. Get ready for the episode and I can't wait to get to know you all better and help you through the ups and downs of everything that is modern dating. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode of Unfiltered, I sit down with Romeo, who shares the story of his on-again, off-again relationship that began in college. We hear about the highs and lows of the relationship, the pressure he faced from his peers as a college athlete to have a get-girls mentality, the breakups, the makeups, cheating, anxiety, and more. Romeo explains how he overcame his heartbreak and worked through all of these things in order to end up in the healthy relationship that he is now in. As always, Seeing Other People is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Definitely try CBD products if you are having any dating anxiety, any anxiety in any aspect of your life, struggling to sleep at night or anything in between. CBD and Mindset Wellness CBD products will really help you. So thank you so much for joining me on Unfiltered. I'm so happy to have you here. Do you mind introducing yourself and sharing what you're here to talk about? Definitely. Uh, I am anonymous. And I am here to just kind of talk about my journey in dating uh, with the long on and off 
uh, date relationship that I was in and how that ended very badly and then how I kind of recovered from that and I'm currently in a very healthy, good, positive relationship. Well, we love to hear that. And yeah, I loved your email initially because as I was reading it, I saw there were a lot of things that you experienced both in this on and off relationship and as you were getting out of it that I think are very relatable and and a lot of things that people deal with in their dating lives. You just happen to deal with it all together. Uh (laughs) And I can only imagine how much of an impact that had on on you and, and how you were feeling and everything. So why don't we start with this on and off relationship? Um, what was it like before it started to go on and off and that flip, flip, flip start switch started to flip and what, what happened from there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were together. So I guess the on and off kind of spanned seven years or so. And we were officially dating three times and like we each, I broke up with her once and then she broke up with me twice, but it started in college, uh, freshman year of college. And prior to that, I had like very little dating experiences. I was always super nervous to talk to girls, um, throughout my childhood and adolescence and whatnot. And then we met in English class. So uh, we met in like ELA, like 101, all this stuff. You know, ELA. I, was, was, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard the term ELA in so yeah. long. <laughs> throwing it back, throwing it back. English language arts for anyone who has heard of ELA, but never actually knew what ELA stood for. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, so met her there. Well, actually, I didn't even meet her first. I met her in English class and it was one of those things where like both of us were like chatty and everything in class. So we'd be like discussing things like all the themes and motifs of different books, um, but had never actually met her. And as I said before, like I was really anxious and like didn't have a lot of confidence approaching women. So uh, one day I went to my college's uh, basketball game and, you know, there were the cheerleaders there. And I went to like one of my friends and I was like, you know what, like that girl right there, like you know, if I see her at a party tonight, like I'm going to get to know her, whatever, whatever, all this stuff. And I did. So that worked out, uh, got her number. And then the next day went to go hang out with her and like, it was okay. Like it was whatever. We were just chilling. And then while we we're watching this movie in through her door comes the girl from English class. So I was like, Oh no, like I really like that girl too. Um, so I thought I was never going to have a shot with her. So I was like, you know, let me be bold here. This is, I don't know what happened, but I was like, let me just be real bold. You know, so I was just like, oh, hey, like, how's it going to uh, the um, my who would then become my ex? Um, I'm also a really big fan of Finding Mr. Height. And mm. one thing that they do that I love is giving people nicknames. I was about so to, to say, let's, yeah, let's yeah, name yeah, yeah. her. Uh, um, so... Uh, I have a name for her that I kind of refer to her like when I'm like writing my diary entry and whatnot, but like, I'm not going to use that one because that might be a little too like romanticized and whatnot. We got, we uh, got, we got English class. Let's go Mm -hmm. Juliet for Romeo and Juliet. I like that. I like that. We got Juliet and and I'm talking Romeo here. Yeah. And it was, it was ultimately doomed. So that's what I was going to say. It was was (laughs) doomed from the start. So, um, but yeah, so Juliet, I was just like, Oh, Hey, like, how's it going? Um, so I, like nothing else happened with her roommate or the cheerleader 
so it was just like that one time hanging out wasn't really like the best vibe whatever whatever so i didn't really talk to her again so then i went to english class and i was like all right like after class like talking to juliet like hey how's it going all this stuff um and then we found out that we had a mutual friend uh, from one of my other classrooms so we all just started hanging out as a group and like i like looking back like i honestly don't even know like how i like started being like hey like i really like you or whatever you know like i don't remember how that happened but we just kind of both gravitated towards each other and she like talking conversations she never really dated anyone either so we were both kind of coming from like this like innocent like uh almost like naive like idealistic place you know maybe that's a better word for it than the other two but um very idealistic and i remember thinking like oh yeah like this is like like we're gonna get married like almost like immediately all this stuff like we probably were seriously talking to each other and like for probably about like two or three weeks and then valentine day came up so um we were chilling watching a movie and one of my friends was actually talking to another one of her friends so he like came in and was like oh like are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend and i was just like oh you know like getting real nervous and she and then of course like we had the conversation and that was when we first officially became boyfriend and girlfriend so i hate how much i'm smiling as you're telling this because i know how it ends but i'm like i know yeah (laughs) there were there were some good times you know but and again like it was very idealistic and i i don't think well that's another thing too like dating in college is very different from dating as an adult uh post-college so um, in that time it was good, you know, like we could go to class and like discuss something in class together. And like, it, it was all funny because the professor didn't know that we were dating, but like, you know, we were going back and forth all the time. Um, so it was good, you know, for a while. And then, uh, over the summer, like we were, she's, well, I guess I won't dox us with that, like where we live, but n- neither of us were from Buffalo. So we were like traveling. Uh, around that area to see each other over the summer. Uh, And then I came back. So I was on a, I'll say, I I was on a college soccer team at the the college I went to. So came back early in August uh, prior to the season starting. And uh, all the guys were talking like, oh, man, I can't wait till I hook up with this girl. Like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to try to do this and this, like all these different things that they wanted to do. And like, that was very unfamiliar territory for me. And like, at that point I was feeling a little bit more confident in myself, um, you know, dating this girl for a while. And I, I don't know, like something in me was just like, damn, I, I, I feel like I'm missing out. Um, I wanted to explore other options. Um, so I had those feelings and like during preseason, like obviously I had like zero time to like actually hang out and chill other than like, periodically when we saw like other teams and like other women's teams that were like uh in the area so I was just like man like that girl's really pretty too like whatever so I was having those feelings and then she came and surprise visited me um and I was just like like I didn't have that like excited like oh yay my girlfriend is here feeling and I was just like man like maybe I don't want to be in this relationship how much of that do you think was influenced by being on that team and hearing what the yeah. other guys were saying? Yeah. So it, it definitely had an influence on me. And like one thing I love all my teammates, um, there is like kind of an element of like kind of toxic masculinity that just kind of permeates a lot of sports and a lot of, um, culture. 
I think that let it gets me. I, I always come from the same point where like, I don't want to push what I did like throughout this on and off relationship. I don't want to push that on anyone else. Like I always want to take responsibility for it myself and own it. But uh, being in that environment definitely did have an influence on me. And like, there's all like little inside jokes. Like one thing on my team, like whenever a guy got a girlfriend, they'd always be like, Oh, like you've changed, you've changed. Mm-hmm. And that was like all you would hear. And I was just like, man, like that, like got to me, you know? So I wasn't really feeling it anymore. So I broke up with, broke up with her and like broke her heart essentially. Right. Um, so that was kind of a dick move on my part, but it just like at that time I was, I was barely 18 at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. So was what it was uh things ended and we didn't talk for a long time uh for probably well maybe not really a long time but for a couple months um and I was trying to be more confident and like trying to do those things that other guys were doing and like you know going out and leaving the college dream of hooking up with all these girls left and right whatever but it wasn't exactly working out for me you know and like a lot of the guys like they wouldn't hang out with girls unless like it was someone they were seeing. So they didn't really have like any girlfriends, but I was friends with some of the girls on like some different sports teams, whatever, whatever. So I'd hang out with them. And one thing that it was pretty much bullying, like I can look back on it now and see it, but like my teammates, whenever they saw me with a girl that like I wasn't sleeping with, they would like take a picture and post it in our Facebook group and be like, Oh, I almost said my real name, like Romeo in the friend zone again. And like they did it all the time to me so that just did not feel great um that's tough because it's something where it's like you're not going to show them that it's not feeling good you're just going to be like try yeah. and laugh it off but especially when it's consistently happening and being put out there it really does weigh on you yeah it was uh, a big weight and it was finally lifted when i i had slept with another girl and like you know she was a good looking girl that like I knew some of the other guys had talked about before. So like, even when that happened itself, I was like, yeah, like awesome. And I, I didn't tell a lot of people about that. Like only like my roommates knew. Um, so then I remember being at dining, the dining hall and seeing one of my teammates. So I, I knew he was taking a picture of me trying to be sneaky with his phone. Uh, but I was excited about it. Cause I knew he was just taking a picture to try to post like, Oh, Romeo's in the friend zone again. And he did like, yeah. I was, checking my phone, just like waiting for it, like giddy, like a little kid. And immediately I was just like, nope, already slept with her. And mm-hmm. all my teammates were like, oh, wow. Like, oh, okay. Like, and they never posted anything like that again. Like that was when it finally stopped. So it, it really was just kind of like to fit in, to be cool, like have their respect. Like I, I had to sleep with someone like that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't regret you know, dating around or whatever in college, but it definitely was not my natural inclination, like still isn't really my natural inclination. But at that point, like I definitely felt that in order to fit in, like I needed to do that. Yeah. And that's something that I think everyone feels the pressure of. And, and even if it's something like I have friends who didn't have sex with anybody in college, and that's something that they felt like shame for even it was it was their choice and they still felt like there was something like everyone was judging them for it or they didn't fit in because of it but it's like that's that was because of their values and their morals and it it just is really hard because we hear everybody talking about it so much especially at that age especially in those social groups on teams or in sororities and fraternities and it's like if you 
don't do it. Like what's wrong with you almost. Yeah. And, yeah. and especially with the jokes that everyone's so willing and like waiting to make it, it's really mm. tough, even if it's not who you are. Yeah. And I definitely give a lot of credit to the people who are able to like hold true to their values like that. Yeah. Cause that is so hard, you know, so incredibly tough. So my hat's off to you. If, if you're like that comfortable and confident in yourself, um, not to be on a soapbox or anything, but I think we can all be a little bit more accepting of other people's values. Yeah. Um, and like for me, kind of bringing it flash forward here, like I'm a psychologist. So, and I, I work in a school and I work with middle school kids. So uh, like whenever all this dating stuff comes up, whatever, like, oh, he likes her or whatever. I'm like, dude, like, it's okay. You know? Yeah. I like, I try to, like, it's not like I'm constantly in the hallways, like, like, oh, it's everything's going to be okay. Like, don't worry about that. You know? But when I do have like a student that I know and like they're having a hard time because like, you know, oh, like this girl has a crush on him, but like I like her. It's like, you're okay. You know, things are going to be okay. You are who you are. You're going to have a good time. You have all these other friends, like you have good things in your life. So trying to do my part to kind of break the cycle a little bit there. I love that. I know a friend of mine who also does the same thing as you in a school. She, um, she actually told me a story last week where this girl, this eighth grader, um, was saying that like her best friend started dating somebody and is kind of like drifting off and not mm-hmm. being as much of a best friend anymore. Cause she's so consumed with the guy and it's going to be like that forever. And, and what my friend yeah. said to this girl was like, I promise you they're not getting married and <laughs> they are not going to be together forever. And you, she's going through this phase you're going to go through it too at some point but like she's going to come back to you and it's going to be okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so Your funny the perspectives that we all have now and, and what we've seen and what we've learned <laughs> yeah that's that's like you can laugh about it now and i you know i can like tell this story and be comfortable with it like knowing yeah. like where i am now um and another thing just the last thing for like high school and middle school kids and whatnot like snapchat is Oh my God. So much drama. Like, well, he has a smiley face next to her name now and all this stuff. Like, he didn't snap me back. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, that definitely doesn't make it any easier for kids these days. Yeah, but, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. So, talk to me about. So, now you, Romeo and Juliet are off. Mm-hmm. But when did Romeo and Juliet get back together and, and why and how did that go? Yeah. So, after a while, I want to say in the spring semester again, um, we just kind of gravitated towards each other. I, I think what like what really happened was she wanted to talk to me about like the breakup and everything, which we really hadn't done until that point. So I went over, talked to her like for probably three hours or so, like both like crying about like what happened and everything and just like um, really acknowledging like how much I hurt her at that point and hearing her out was tough to hear and like that like that wasn't my intention that I wanted to do and like I felt bad about it and like you know I hadn't really interacted with her in that time in between so I was like man like she is like a like really fun like she's cool and like I can't believe like I hurt her this much and like it's still like bothering her all this stuff um so at that point I was just kind of like wrestling with myself like is like gaining the respect of my teammates is like sleeping around, trying to sleep around or whatever. Like, is that worth like what I did to her, you know? So I was kind of equating it in my head like that, which like, I don't think was necessarily like a direct correlation there. 
Mm-hmm. And like the more I wrestled with that, I was like, I just want to be with her. Like, I don't care what they say. Like, I have more confidence now after, I don't know, sleeping with three other girls, you know, like that was just like, oh yeah, like I'm one of the guys now. Um, so we just, again, started seeing each other and, and gradually coming back and um, doing that kind of helped me not feel so guilty about what I did. And, and that's kind of a common trend for, I think, why we got back together, because I did feel bad for um, hurting her. And I think at first we were trying to be casual about it. Like we weren't like going to like jump right into it again. Um, but eventually we just started getting involved again. So we, we were, I guess, on, but not officially on at that point. Um, so this was my sophomore year. So like fall or excuse me, spring semester, sophomore year into fall of junior year, we were like unofficially on. Um, and then it wasn't until, so spring semester, junior year, we were off because I, I, like, I think it was me again. That was like, uh, actually I do want to sleep with other people. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, as Jonah would say, my F boy tendencies coming yeah. out right there. Shout out Jonah. Shout um, out. We miss you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happened when we did officially get back together, was, uh, our senior year and I had a friend come up for new year's. Um, and like a bunch of my friends and teammates, um, in Buffalo were up for new year's, like still, and we were like, Oh, let's go have a good time, all this stuff. And we did have a great time. Um, but obviously new year's, it's like, Oh, you have to get a new year's kiss. Like you have to like try to hook up with someone. So again, it was kind of like one of those pressure situations. And I remember being out, especially with my friend from my hometown was up. So I was like, Oh, I got to look cool in front of him. And ran into this guy who was on another one of the teams and he went to my friend. He was like, oh, man, like your buddy, Romeo, like he's the guy like he can get with any girl he wants. So I was like, whoa, like, You're like wait, who I, me? OK, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this guy, like, wouldn't you see me make out with a girl once? And like, you yeah. think I'm like, you know, like the actual Romeo. So now I'm all hyped up and I was just like, oh, man, like, what do we do now? So I'm trying to play it off like all cool. So I turned to uh one of the other guys from our college and I'm just like, all right, like, who do you want to go hit on? Like, what girls are you talking to? And, they, and wait, hold on. And, and, and at this time you are, you and Juliet are together. No, we were, okay, we okay. were not. Yeah. So we were not officially on at that point. I think that was like one of like the little gaps where we weren't really seeing each other. Got it. Um, Cause there were some times where we were just casually hooking up. Um, yeah. But so he points out to these two girls and it's like one of those like dance floor situations and there's like the benches on the side. So like, they're like having a good time on the bench. So I'm like, all right, like, I guess I got to go hit on her, you know, like they think I'm like, you know, macho man Rico Suave over here. So I guess I got to go live up to this. So I, I went over and just like grabbed this girl's hand. Uh, it was like, Oh, I'm Romeo. And she was like, Oh, I'm so-and-so. And just started making out like it was, and, like it was just like that. So I'm like all hyped up. I'm like, yes, like I am macho man Rico Suave. Like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> so I ended up taking that girl home and sleeping with her. And I woke up the next morning and was just like, damn, you know, and like she wasn't from Buffalo. So she laughed like her friend. She actually woke up and was like, oh, I'm still here. And I was just like, you called your friend. They couldn't pick you up, whatever, whatever. So she called them again. She got picked up and I was like, I am never going to see that girl again. 
you know, like to this day, like I don't even remember what her name was, right? you know, and it just felt very hollow, uh, you know, empty. And I was just like, man, like in the moment, yeah, I felt like really cool, but now I'm just left here like by myself and like, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so I think like the next day I reached out to Julia, I was just like, Hey, like, can we talk? You know? So uh, that, like, I knew that I had a meaningful relationship with her and like, again, kind of wrestling with, do I want this at the time meaningful relationship or do I want these like hollow uh, nights out, like sleeping with women? Like I just, you know, so again, I just gravitated towards her and, and kind of, uh, you know, got back together with her and focused on the good things that we had. And we did officially start dating again. And I think this time we lasted uh, a little bit more than a year. Okay. And it was fun because we did all like the senior year graduation things together. Like there was like the senior ball, like all this stuff. So it was really fun to have her for that. And we, we did really enjoy each other at that time. Um, but then I went to grad school and she just started working and there were just like little things that started to feel off a little bit. And like, um, I was just talking to my current girlfriend. I don't have a nickname for her. Oh, nope. I will call her, we'll call her BG. BG. Um, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh-huh. We'll call her BG. So I was just talking cause she's currently in grad school, uh, BG. So I, was like wanting to hang out with her last night, but she had a lot of homework to do. And she was like, Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the time. And I was just like, don't worry about it. Like, I completely understand you need time to do your schoolwork. Like no problem at all. Uh, because when I was in grad school, uh, Juliet would want to hang out all the time. She'd be like, Oh, come over at this time. Like we're going to go out with my friends. And I'd be like, okay, like I really had to work on this report, whatever, whatever. And I would just be stressing, like hastily trying to get all this work done. And then I would show up to her apartment at the time that she told me and she'd be like, yeah, we're leaving an hour and a half. Like she wasn't even like getting ready yet. So I was like, like, I want to spend time with you, but I, I, I need to do my schoolwork. You know, like mm-hmm. it was hard for me. Like I think in undergrad, I was kind of like cruising for the most right. part. And then I got to grad school and I was like, I got to get my shit together. Like this is not easy. And I didn't always feel that what I needed to do was respected. And I I think, again, kind of dealing with all the guilt that I had for the way I treated her, like when we weren't official and for like breaking her heart still freshman year, like I didn't feel comfortable enough or confident enough to like vocalize my own wants and needs, uh, which is still something that I'm working on. Yeah. Did she ever bring up that back up? Like about how much you hurt her and and being so on and off? Yeah. She, and like, I, I can't blame her for being hurt by that. Like I understand it, but she would bring it up uh, kind of often. Okay. You know? So it's and something it's, she hadn't fully processed it, gotten past it. It, it was yeah. kind of always at the forefront of her mind. Yeah. And I, I don't think, and like we both hurt each other too, because there were times probably in like those middle years, sophomore, junior year, where I did want to be official with her again, but she didn't want it. Yeah. You know, so we both kind of had this, back and forth, like hurting each other. So, um, I think I was probably felt more guilty about the off times than, uh, she did, Mm -hmm. but I really just like, I, I couldn't tell her no for anything. So like whatever she needed, like I was like always there and I wasn't advocating for myself and I was putting all of my stuff aside to try to be with her. And I think no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. 
you know? Yeah. Um, and I love her parents. Like I've met her parents, spent a lot of time with her family. Um, but we had like a running joke with her mom and her, her dad that Juliet would never say anything nice about me, you know? So whenever she did like compliment me, I'd be like, Oh, let me write this down in my diary, you know? Um, or like I would hold the door or do something for her and her mom would just look at her and be like, are you going to say thank you to him? Yeah. You know? So it was just like kind of little things like that where I I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was good enough for her. Is this, so these feelings of of not feeling like you're good enough, feeling like you couldn't vocalize your needs and and no matter what, it was never going to be reciprocated. Is that stuff that you could identify how you were feeling in the moment or now, like in hindsight, obviously you're a psychologist now, of Mm -hmm. course, you're able to recognize these things and think about how you would have gone about it differently. But is that something you were able to really pinpoint in the moment and say like, this is not a healthy relationship? Definitely not at that time. (laughs) (laughs) At that time, I, again, I was only focused on her needs and trying to make her happy. And there were happy times that we did have together. Um, But in hindsight, looking back on it, I can definitely say like, okay, this was not good for me, you know? Um, And there are times now with BG where she'll point things out to me and it's like, why are you apologizing? Or like, like, you know, I was like, oh, it's up to you. Like, whatever you want. She's like, no, like, tell me what you want. Tell me, tell me, like, tell me where you want to go eat, you know, or like, tell me if you want to go home. Like, we don't have to stay out of the bar. Uh, So BG has been really good for me. Just like kind of giving me little pushes here and there and like encouraging me to be like, no, like, and it's funny also like being a psychologist too, because like I work with uh, elementary students as well. So like I'll do like group counseling and work on like expressing your feelings with them or like using your self-control. And it's like, I need those like little things yeah. as adults too, you know, like it's I need so the funny flash cards. As a kid, you're like, why does this matter? Like, what would I ever need this for? And it's like, no, it actually really matters way more than you think. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I, I don't know. I, I, I need my own little group counseling and whatnot. And I guess, you know, at one point I was um, seeing a therapist, but it was after all the on and off stuff. Um, mm-hmm which is definitely something that helped me a lot and just become more comfortable and more confident. Yeah. Uh, but at, again, at that point, back in that relationship, I was not identifying anything, you know? Yeah. Um, but there were just all these little things where she didn't really uh, take my needs into account. She was just kind of focused on herself and she has a fair amount of anxiety as well as I do. So like, I would be anxious about meeting her needs and then she would be anxious about me being anxious, meeting her mm-hmm. needs. So it was just kind of a bad mix altogether. Um, there's definitely a lot of like uh, Tums and Pepto-Bismol being used between two of us. Yeah. Uh, so I, it I wasn't, know what that's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't, wasn't the best mix overall, but so eventually like we uh, just kind of stopped working. Like we were both feeling anxious around each other. Like we weren't really having a lot of fun. Um, and I remember like getting like the, Hey, like, can we talk text? And I was just like, oh, like, this is it, you know? And like, it didn't feel good cause I wanted it to work, you know? Uh, and I remember it, I, it wasn't that day that we met. Like I asked her if we could do it the next day at a certain time, because I had like one of my friends asked me to play in like a softball game or whatever. So I was like, I, I need something to do after this. So like, I don't fall apart. Yeah. Um, that's so, really, really smart. FYI for anyone listening like if you know you're walking into a breakup or uh, an intense talk like that 
always, always, always try. I know like you're going to want to be alone after and you're not going to want anyone to see you, but like try and at least have a friend come over after and and have that pre-planned or know that you are going to drive to XYZ person's house or do XYZ thing out somewhere with somebody because like as much as sometimes you want to be alone and and cry and, and feel all of that, like, yes, do that. But you might end up being in such an emotional state that like you, you should have somebody there to, to, to make sure you're okay and look after you. Yeah. That is like just huge advice. Yeah. You know? So I, I was, I, I, like I said, I would have just fallen apart and just spiraled down like the vortex and gone into the abyss and like, it would have been bad. So I, I, I intentionally gave myself like that kind of buffer uh, behind. So like, I was definitely teary eyed the whole time a softball and like a couple of my friends were like, are you okay? And I, I did end up talking with them a little bit there, but um, it was a very good thing to just have something there to buffer it. So. Oh my God. I'm, I'm getting like flashbacks when my high school boyfriend and I broke up and we were like, it was, I thought we were, we were going to get married at the time of course. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew we were going to break up because I was going to college and, and he was still in high school. And and I knew that like I was driving to his house for the last time for us to like say goodbye. But I'm like, I left and I have to drive home like the 10, 15 minute drive in the dark. And I like, I'm not even kidding. I think I wanted to drive my car into the lake that was on, on the right of me. And like, half of my friends had already gone to college. So I didn't know like they had already left. I didn't know what to do. And I, I remember like, I called this one girl who like I was in classes with and like we weren't actually like good friends at all. And I was just like, I need to come over. Like (laughs) we're not done. And like I showed up at her house because I just, I couldn't go home. I needed something. I was like not okay. You need the outlet. You need it for sure. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so that was the second time we were official uh, and that ended and I was not really in a good place at that point. Like, Oh, let me tell you, actually, like I just like put together in the, in the uh, timeline, like what was going on at that point in my life. So it was during the summer and one of my friends was a busser at a restaurant downtown and he was leaving and I needed a summer job. So I was like, all right, let me go be a busser. Like I've never worked in a restaurant before. It's like, whatever I need, I need the money. So like, yeah. I'll just work there. And the shifts were, um, Friday and Saturday, 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., essentially. Fun. And it was miserable. Like, I had no training. I showed up to the first day, and they were like, grab this specific wine. And I was like, I don't even know where the wine is. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I couldn't grab you any wine if you asked me. And obviously, restaurants are, like, fast-paced, all stuff. So people were just yelling at me. And I was, like, already not in a good headspace. Like, this is the last thing I need. Like, I need positive affirmations. Please don't yell at me because I don't know where, like, the 1865 Cabernet is. Like, <laughs> uh, um, so it was not a good summer for me. It was not feeling myself. Um, and then, like, one thing that was really, like, I don't know. It was, it was not a good experience. But so... I had not really like reached out to Juliet. I was just kind of trying to deal with things on my own. Like I, I had a roommate at that point. So just trying to talk through things with him and, and, you know, he is actually a big like outdoorsman. So like he was always taking me hiking and like, that was uh, really good. And like, I still like when I'm feeling like overwhelmed, like, I, was like, right, I need to go to this spot and just like be in nature, just like listen to this river for a while, you know, and it's definitely something that's really soothing. But so I was in contact with Juliet and it's probably like a month after she broke up with me where like she reached out again and was like, Hey, like, can I like come over? Like, can we like talk or whatever? So I was like, okay, cool. Like 
I didn't want to like, I was hesitant to get my hopes up because I didn't know what she wanted. Uh, and when she came over, she was like, Oh, like, I don't know, like I still have like some feelings for you, but like, I don't know what to do with them and everything. So I was starting to get my hopes up and then, uh, it kind of took a turn. So she was like, at the end there like we weren't really having a lot of fun like we weren't spending as much time together and we weren't having sex you know so she was like i feel like we just need to have sex like one more time and then like we'll be like good like we can move yeah on. sure okay because that works all the yeah. time never yeah. right <laughs> but like i remember hearing her say that and i was like i don't like that i don't think that makes sense like i like i don't know like this like like I don't want to have sex with you like one final time, you know, because right. like most time when like there's a breakup, like you never think like, okay, this is the last time we're having sex. Then like, we're going to break up like next weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand like breakup sex. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but that's I don't just know. Me. I don't think it's for me either. You know, as, yeah. as I found out, you know, cause it like we did, I said yes, because I couldn't say no to her at all. Mm. So, uh, we did. And, again, like I, I had that hollow feeling afterwards where I was just like, man, like that sucked. Um, but she went off and was just like, okay, like, cool. Like now I can get over you. So I was like, here I am, like putting myself in a bad situation just for like her to feel better about things. Um, but as you said, that was not the last time that we had sex. Like mm -hmm. inevitably there were like the late night calls and everything. So, um, we were seeing each other casually for a little bit there. Um, and I really didn't at that point, like when I was in grad school, I wasn't really dating anyone else. Um, there was one girl that I had like a probably like two month, month and a half little fling with. And mm -hmm. she was like, she thought I was like God's gift to like the earth, you know, like, cause, like we finally started talking to each other. Like it just like kind of happenstance through class and, and um, everything. She was like, Oh my God, like you're, so handsome like you're so smart like i like i can't believe you don't have a girlfriend all stuff so i was like okay i like this like she's actually complimenting me like this right. feels it was good. so foreign to you yeah so then as we kept going on uh seeing each other i was like there's there's not really like any other connection here like i didn't really vibe with her like we didn't have uh common values you know so i was like man like i don't I'm even sure she's like a good person or like what, who i would call like a good person that's a harsh thing to say on a podcast but I doubt she's listening. Worst things have been said on here. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. That makes me feel better. <laughs> um, but I, I had to break up with her because it just, it just wasn't a good vibe. Like as much as those like compliments and like positive attention helped me out, like, and like made me feel better in that time. Like it wasn't really like a healthy relationship either. So um, that ended. And then Again, like those kind of like casual hookups that I was having with Juliet kind of turned into a like, I don't know, I like spending time with you. Like, let's like go to the park or something, you know? So like we gradually kind of moved towards the direction of uh, like dating, like officially dating again. So um, I was away. She was in Buffalo. I was away in my hometown. So we were doing like the long distance thing. Uh, so like basically every other weekend she would come see me or I would come see her. And like we had all these plans and it was exciting um, but then, so I, I went back to my hometown for an internship. Um, and then when I came back, um, like I was at a point where it was like, all right, like third time's the charm. Like we're really doing it this time. Like, let's go for it. So when I was coming back, I was like, let's move in together. 
like let's live together and she was kind of hesitant but like i i was pushing it because like i wanted like kind of idealistic again like i wanted it to be like perfect i want us to move back like have like a great little spot of our own and then like get married like a year later or something you know like that was like what i was envisioning for us uh that did not happen and i think i don't know like it's hard to really say like what happened there but she and the time that we were before we started dating again she had gone on a couple dates with a guy that was in her friend group and like she told me about it like oh like nothing really happened like we made out once like whatever whatever you don't need to worry about him um so i was like, okay like whatever i'm not worried about it and like i didn't want to be like the like questioning controlling boyfriend like who's like jealous all the time whatever so i was like oh whatever do your thing um so juliet is a nurse um and she as many nurses do when they start their careers she had to work the night shift so i was working in the schools during the week and then she was working like weekend night shifts so like we didn't really have a lot of time to see each other even living together mm-hmm. um and I would be in bed by like 9 30 10 to get ready for the next day during the week but she had like nothing to do so she would go out with her friends and i never asked her who she was with like whatever like i was like go have a good time even if i have questions i'm not going to ask them because like i am lucky to be with you so uh and then eventually she ended up going on a date with that guy that she had seen before and they slept together so I obviously didn't know that like she and like and talking through it we had gone on a, a trip to visit her family um and we came back and she was like immediately as soon as we got back to our apartment she was like okay I'm gonna go hang out with like all my friends so I, I was like you don't want to just like relax like you don't want right. to spend time with like just me after we had this weekend with like your family we were constantly around them and she was like oh no like uh, I don't know, like they were asking me to hang out. So I was like, all right, well, I'll come with you because I still want to spend time with you. And she was just saying a lot of things that like about past relationships that she had and like complimenting like some of her other guy friends. They're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, your arms look nice. You look like a real man or whatever, all this stuff. And like, I was like, I looked at her. I was like, if I said any one of these things that you said tonight, like you would be like ripping my head off. Yeah. You know, so like I was finally like stepping up, like, no, this isn't fair. Like you need to um like you can't treat me like this, whatever. Like we need to talk when we get home. And then so I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I finally put my big boy britches on, like, you know, I need to stand up for myself. And then she was just like, Yeah, like I need to tell you something. Like I slept with so and so. Um and it, this was literally in the span of like an hour and a half. Like I, I was like, like my stomach flipped. I just felt like a cold chill in my bones. And I was like, I literally shook this guy's hand like an hour and a half ago. And like, now, like you told me that like you slept with him like two weeks ago. So I felt like a complete idiot, like had no idea what to do at that point. One of the lowest points that I've been in. So really bad. Um, And, but like, I was almost still in like disbelief and like, I wanted things to work. So it wasn't like an immediate, like, okay, you slept with someone else. Like now we're done. Like I was trying to make things work and like almost like convince her to, uh, you know, choose me over him essentially. And it was like, we had some very raw conversations in that time. It was probably like a month of like negotiations, let's say. Um, And 
she like I remember asking her specifically I was like oh but like you know I know we've had our ups and downs like, I know I've hurt you before but like you know like we can get through this like we've done it before like we always end up back together again and, and I was like oh like you know like there has been like good things like from being together in our lives and she was just like you know what like I don't think there has like I think you've only caused like bad things in my life so I was wow. just like wow like way to cut me deep there wow um so that was one of the moments where I was just like, all right, like there's no coming back from this. Um, yeah. And then I, another one of like the lowest points there, she, so we were still living together. Right. So like we were, we were living together as boyfriend and girlfriend for like five months. And then we had five and a half months, close to six months of cohabitating as like exes. Cause we just could not get out of our lease. Um, and like neither of us could afford to pay two rents. So that was brutal. One weekend she was leaving like Saturday morning and she was like, all right, like I'm going to go, like I'm going to go see my family. Like you have a place to yourself. And I was like, finally, like I can just, I was on an air mattress in the living room. Like she had the bedroom and like, it was just like bad. Um, but I was like, all right, finally, like I, I have the apartment myself. I don't need to worry about like when she leaves, where she's going, when she came back, like if she's there, like who she's planning on seeing, whatever, all this stuff. Um, so I made plans to go see one of my grad school classmates at this cafe down the street. And, you know, I'm in a good mood, like whatever, whatever, like let's go uh, have a good time, get some work done, catch up with this friend. And I walk up to the cafe, I look in the window and like, there is Juliet with the guy that no, she no, no, slept no, with. No, 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 no. It was, it was like, it was like, like a, like a movie, Alana. Like I, I just like froze. Uh, I want to scream. Oh my God. I'm not okay. It was yeah, like my like soul like shook, you yeah. know, so I called my friend and was just like panicking. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like they're there, I, I, like speechless. Right. And she was like, let's go to a different cafe. Like I'll be there in five, you know, so she good was friend. really, yeah, she was really, really good for me. And uh, just like I, I was an absolute whirlwind at that point. Like my rate, my thoughts were just racing, racing, like all this negative stuff. And she was just kind of was persistent enough to like kind of break me out of that. Yeah. Um, we did end up getting some work done. So uh, I, I, we got to a point where that was okay. And then I went back to my apartment that where I was cohabitating with Juliet, like she had left, whatever. And I was just like, I can't be here. I was probably there for half an hour. And then I called my friend again. I was like, can we go to dinner? Like, can we go see a movie? Can we do something? Like, I, I can't be here. So, um, she did, we did go to dinner and go see a movie. So it was really helpful, um, to again, just be there as a support for me. Yeah. Um, so that was rough, but we did get through it. Um, and like, this is, I guess, like the kind of turning point where it starts to get a little bit more positive, like as bad as that breakup was. Well, first, before we get into that, yeah. because I, I do want to get into to your relationship now and, and how you got to this point. But I, I am really curious for about uh, when it comes to the on and off again stuff. What were there any like friends or family members giving their opinions about the situation? Because obviously, I feel like when any anyone gets back together, there are, of course, concerns. But obviously you guys decided like, no, let's do it. And then let's do it again. And so I'm wondering what other people were saying and thinking and, and why you decided to not listen to their concerns. Yeah. So my family didn't really have a lot of input. 
um they were just kind of oh okay like yeah like awesome like as long as Mm -hmm. you guys are good like we're happy for you um at least that's what they said at the time but like now that we're officially done like hearing what they had to say i was like why didn't you tell me this (laughs) it's tough because it's like you want them to be agreeable and and just say yeah do it but it's also like important to hear yeah the the truth (laughs) yeah and i i love my family a lot so like if i had heard what they like what their concerns were and like how they felt about her um before like we got back together the second or the third time i probably wouldn't have Mm. or at least it would have made me think a little bit more about it you know um i did have so my grad school program was mostly girls i was like the only guy in my uh small graduate program that i went to and they definitely did make their feelings known there was just like like i would tell them like okay like i'm talking to Juliet again they'd just be like romeo like stop you you can't keep doing this like here we go again like you know it's not gonna end up well and I was just like, you know, convincing them and convincing myself, like, no, this time will be different. This time will be different. And it never was. Do you think there are ever situations where it could be different and it could work? Uh, so I am, I guess, still a bit of an idealistic, like optimistic person. So like, I, wa- I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone too harshly from being like, you know, yeah, it, it will never work out. Like, I don't want to say that because there's, I mean, I guess a more realistic approach is probably say like percentages, but there's probably like 5% of the time where like it does actually work. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to discourage that those five people from like actually having like a good, healthy, loving relationship. Um, but I think in order for that to work out, like you do have to be very honest with each other and open about what you want in a relationship and how you feel about each other. And I think that was something that Juliet and I didn't, we never did until like, that month gap that we had when we had all those conversations and uh, you know I, i'm kind of like i have some notes but like i'm also kind of like just like scattered here so like this was definitely something that i wanted to bring up before um or like after that news and like we did sit down with each other and really talk about like what we want out of a relationship and it wasn't the same thing mm-hmm. so it, it really like never made sense for us to be in a relationship at least like second or third time around with what we actually wanted out of a relationship and like I very much like to uh, share the things that I enjoy with the person that I'm with. Um, I know, like, obviously, like, you know, even with, like, BG, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's watch a soccer game. She's like, okay, cool, I'll be on TikTok, you know. (laughs) But it's like, I don't need you to, like, to, like, force her with that. But, like, we have gone on, like, hiking trips. Like, she's not, like, a big, like, hiker or whatever. But, like, I'm like, oh, let me take you to, like, my favorite spot. And she'll come and, like, have a good time. Um, But, like, one thing with Juliet, like, a memory that sticks out to me, uh, she was trying to go see Hamilton with her friends and they were like, Oh, they only sell tickets in, in pairs and someone had to drop out. So she was like, Oh, we have like five tickets, but like, I don't know who else to invite. And she never invited me. So I was just like hearing her complain, like, Oh, like, I don't know who we're going to find. Like, who's going to be the sixth person to come to this ticket. I'm not like big into musicals, but I'm like, it's with you. Like, I want to go spend right. time with you and you enjoy it. So like, I want to be a part of that. But like probably for like three days, she was complaining about this. And I was finally like, you know, I would go. Right. And she was like, Oh, Oh, like, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't think about it. I was like, well, that's great. Like you weren't even thinking about me. Right, you know? like, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how, how do you not think about that? Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So she just didn't feel the same way about that. And like, there were other like little things where like with the amount of time we wanted to spend together and, you know, I don't know, some other roles and relationships where she didn't, where it didn't line up. So um definitely in college like those things are hard to know in yourself and like hard to think about as well but afterwards like 
I think everyone can have those conversations. And if like, if you're not, then like, I would just recommend first doing it with yourself and really thinking about what you want out of a relationship. And then, you know, obviously having a conversation with your partner about what they want as well and seeing how well it matches up. So absolutely, very important there. Uh, and is that something that you and BG did together? Yeah. So, uh, BG and I like right away were just like, listen, I am looking for a relationship. Like I want something serious. Like I want someone who's going to be there for me. Um, and like when I need them emotionally, I need someone who is open to like all these experiences. And like, she's like a big traveler and whatnot. And like, she doesn't know if she's going to stay uh, here in Buffalo. So she was like, I'm not going to like be with you if you're not open to potentially moving down the road, you know? So I am like, I love Buffalo, uh, but I am open to that. especially like for like, I, I, I could not say like, no, I love this city, like more than this relationship. Like if I'm like really in like a committed relationship, like there's no way that I'm going to be like, Oh, but my local bar down the street, like, I, yeah. you know, like no chance. Um, yeah. so like we were open about what we wanted right away. And so to kind of backtrack again, when I was, getting back into the dating scene, I was telling some of the secretaries that I worked with that I was like open and like telling girls like, Oh, like I I'm looking for a relationship. And one of the secretaries who's like 57, kind of like older, old fashioned, you know, she was like, are you trying to scare these girls away? Like, no wonder you can't find a girlfriend. And I was like, is that such oh a bad God. thing? That's you know, so, so funny. Yeah. It was, it was quite a comical like generation gap right there. And yeah. I, it's just one of those things where it's like the right person will be there, you know, like the right person's not going to run away when I say that, you know? So, um, BG was like, yeah, like, you know, we both had relationships. Well, I guess like dating situationships really that were about like six months where we were advocating for relationships and they were like, Oh no, I'm not ready. And it was just kind of like that back and forth dance. Like, will we, won't we? And it just like, wasn't good. So things ultimately ended. So, um, we were both like ready for someone special and someone to come along to be in like a committed relationship. And so um, it was pretty good. You know, it wasn't even like just being open with like what we wanted, but we were really open with like our childhood and like, you know, um, kind of family dynamics and things. Um, and well, she's in grad school to be a social worker. So we're in like the same field as well, like similar uh, background. So it was just really nice to be like open about that and, kind of vibe just like right from the start. Yeah, I love all of that. And yeah, definitely. I think you understand what each other does. And obviously before it was a struggle that like you were in grad school and had class and, and work and all that. And you guys were on different pages, but now like you've been through grad school, you're working, but you understand exactly what yeah. she's going through in school. And that's always really helpful to, to not just be supportive, but to really get what the other person is experiencing. And, and to anyone listening, like if you don't, necessarily understand what your partner is is doing with their lives like it's it doesn't matter if you haven't fully experienced it but like ask and and be really open and willing to learn about it and that will make both of you feel better I think wise words Alana wise words. <laughs> thank you thank you I try so okay so looking back at everything I mean all in all do you regret the on and off and on and off and on and off or do you think that it helped shape who you are today and and what you value and what you know is important to you as as a person and and with human connection and with relationships uh it's it's hard to say that i 
regret it. I, I wish that I learned the lessons that I know now earlier, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And like at the time I was just going with what I thought I wanted, you know? So yeah. like, I thought that I loved her and I thought that what we had was love, but now in hindsight, I'm like, no, it, it definitely wasn't, you know? So do I wish that I learned those lessons earlier? Yes. But can I say that I like regret all of it? It's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, like yeah. I, if I had a time machine, I could go back and talk to myself. Like I think I would have a hard time convincing the past version of myself. Like, nah, like get out of here. Is it um, hindsight so weird? It is. Like I think about it too, with the, the shitty dating situations I've been in. I'm like, Oh, like, if only I didn't do that, or if only I, I knew better, or I knew what I knew now, but it's like, okay, but if I didn't do that, then would I have learned X, Y, Z things? And would I be here and, and be in a healthy relationship now? Because I, I experienced what it was like and what I learned, what I don't deserve and, and what I do want, but it's like, but I went yeah. through so much pain. So like, I do yeah. want to take it away, but I can't anyway, but like I learned it's so, it's so confusing. So I like asking people that cause I'm curious what everyone else's thoughts are on, on that question. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, growing pain along yes. with those lessons, but Without the lessons are very valuable for sure. Without a doubt. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add or that you think people would benefit from hearing? Um, I would just say, like, know yourself, be confident in who you are and uh, be open and honest with yourself and with the people that you're dating, you know, um, you know, much to the kind of disappointment or shock to the vice old secretary, like people are going to be open. Like you're going to find people who uh, have the same values as you. And when they come along, it's going to be great. I love that. What a perfect way to close this out. Thank you so much for being here to everyone who tuned in. Thank you. Be sure to follow seeing other people on Instagram and whatever other social platforms you like and shoot a five-star rating over and give Romeo a shout out in that. All right, I will see you guys soon. And this has been Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish bloated queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!